Hello, and welcome to Thing of the Week, a podcast where two nerds talk about their most recent obsessions. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. Hey, Luke. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. Good. It's, it's going good. Um, uh, you, so, how's, how's Cheddar? Cheddar is doing okay. Cheddar is... Cheddar's having a little snack right now. Okay, what's what's Cheddar's snack of choice? Um, anything anything good or just like I don't even know what what hamsters eat. Some kind hamster or guinea pig. He's a guinea pig, and it's some okay. kind of pellet. Hmm. I don't I don't know that I would opt for a pellet, but I guess he doesn't really have a choice, does he? No, no, he seems to be happy enough. But my my mom comes in here and feeds him fruit periodically. I'm pretty sure he likes that a lot more. Yeah. You know, sometimes I appreciate having autonomy over my own diet because I can eat, like, delicious whatever foods I want. I can eat, like, like, uh, like Saganaki, which is flaming cheese. You know, they have just fucking flaming cheese. And then they put the flames out with lemon juice. It's so good. Oh, man. Okay. See, I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah, and it's... Uh, you're supposed to share it with the table, but I could probably eat a whole serving of it myself. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, yeah. I mean, it's and, I mean, and you know, pets, pets, they don't really get to say like, yeah, give me the artery stopping, uh, <clears throat> flaming cheese block. They, no. Yeah, they they get you know kibble and stuff. I um my cat Rufus did have at least some autonomy over his food because there it got to a point where there was, um. There was only one brand and one flavor that he would eat. And if it wasn't the right flavor or if it wasn't the right brand, dude just wouldn't eat. And he would just whine oh and whine and whine until you went out and got the right food for him. You know, my my oldest dog, Tucker, I'm starting to get uh, – we're starting to experience similar things with him. He's He's gotten pretty picky about what he will and will not eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is uh, kind of – it, it's it's crazy because he's he's lost like uh like almost 10 pounds and oh, wow. uh yeah like th- this morning we're, we're actually like like seriously you know we joke a lot on this podcast but like seriously we're we're a little worried about him uh like he was throwing up bile this morning oh geez we're like we're like, we're like dude just just eat like he, he just... won't eat kibble he won't eat canned food but uh we've you know we've tried like switching brands we've tried like mixing like things together we've tried putting like beef broth in there and we've tried like breaking up little like like little lamb treats he loves a little lamb treats we'll break those up into his food and he'll eat like half of it um mm. it got to the point where we called our vet and we said hey our dog is like he's on like a hunger strike and we don't know what to do and she's like well you know the same thing happened with my dog uh and i just fed him uh hot dogs mac and cheese chicken nuggets uh, milk bones, like basically the diet of a toddler. Yeah, that sounds not great. Like, I mean, that sounds like you're gonna have like just some horrendous shits to clean up at the very least. Yeah, yeah, but the goal at this point is just kind of to get him some calories because he, otherwise he's gonna waste away. Well, yeah, no, we can't have that either. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you for being a little worried about him. I hope, I hope that he starts eating. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. I, I really hope he does too. But um, oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. um, yeah. On to more positive things. Um, positive things. Positive things. Uh, okay. you wanna you wanna tell me about your week, or maybe you had an awful week. I, I don't know. Then I can tell you about my week. How's your week? Oh, not too bad. I finally um finally got moved in and settled in. So I've been kind of taking it easy this week, kind of getting adjusted to the new place. Um, that's awesome i'm really happy for you oh thank you i'm glad i'm glad to hear that um yeah no it's been a it's been a pretty good week uh been a pretty mellow week like i said i took the week off work this week off work as well so i've been kind of just spending some time kind of recuperating and getting myself recentered. and okay uh, oh yeah i'm gonna be going back to a uh, a different shift when i go back to work so that'll be kind of nice to have a little bit of new variety uh coming into my life uh, so yeah, how about uh, how about those Cubs? Well, so I know that they won. Was it five or six in a row? 
Was it? They went six straight. Six straight, and did they lose today? Um, the the game is still happening, but okay. if they don't lose, I will be flabbergasted. Uh, they're they're somehow getting blown out by the lowly Kansas City Royals. Oh God. Um, but but you know every, every team has a couple of games where like you you absolutely demolish the other guy, and then you, you have a couple of games where you absolutely get demolished and it doesn't really you just kind of throw those games out they don't yeah, really mean yeah anything. yeah well you're gonna you're gonna what's what's the phrase you're gonna win 60 you're gonna lose 60 and then the other 40 is where the deciding factor really is did i do the math right on that 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 sounds about right actually because you know even bad teams will win you know like yeah at least like 60 games mm-hmm Unless they're, like, historically bad. Which, I mean, I can't. I wonder what the losingest team in the MLB was. Uh, you know, I don't know. I want to say that um, I feel like I've looked this up. I've definitely looked this up before. And I feel like the uh, the Detroit Tigers were up there at one point, like, in the early aughts. Okay, and the only reason yeah. I say that is because I work with a couple of Tigers fans. Yeah. A couple of guys from Detroit. Oh, jeez. And uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of good-natured ball busting that happens, right? But yeah, uh, it, it's it's funny. the 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 Tigers are one of those teams where, like, you know, they'll they'll have like a historically bad record, and then ten years later, they've got uh, uh, Miguel Cabrera winning triple crowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah. they've got actually, I think uh, I think Justin Verlander won a triple, won like a pitching triple crown in 2011, and then uh, Cabrera won one in for uh for hitting in 2012 or something like that yeah that that actually does sound kind of right yeah uh D- detroit is like sports is like a very feast or famine city i, yeah, I feel it, it really is it really is um uh, except for the lions the the lions are just always bad the, well the lion yeah the lions are their kind of own little thing i i i've i've known some lions fans in my life and i've wound up feeling more of a sense of camaraderie with them just based yeah. on kind of how we both tend to have perennially awful football teams in the same division. Yeah. And we, we have a tendency to look at the Packers and the Vikings and just kind of be like, oh, what could be? Yeah. I uh, I, I, I work with a Vikings fan, too. Um, I, I've i never met a Vikings fan that I did not like. Uh, maybe that's because I don't, I don't actually know very many of them. I know a yeah. lot of Packers fans. And... The, I think the most infuriating thing about sorry, there's probably one or two of them listening right now, but yeah, uh, I think I, I think it's not that it's not that I don't think you should be a Packers fan, right? If you're from Wisconsin, but you're not. My, my problem is yeah. people who are born and raised in Illinois, Michigan, or Minnesota, and then they just they just pick the best team. Yeah, I um, there's there's a couple of guys at my job that are Packers fans. And a few of them are from Wisconsin, so I give them a pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the guys, he's a younger guy, and we were working outside one time, and he was there, and I saw that he was wearing a Packers hat. And the only question I had for him is, so are you from Wisconsin, or are you just broken? <laughs> and he laughed, and then he confessed that he was indeed broken. All right, well, some people, you know, they've got family in Wisconsin, or they they went to school in Wisconsin. I know I know a couple of people who didn't get into football until college, and they happened to go to college in Wisconsin. So well, I kind of give them a pass for that. Okay, you kind of get a little bit of a pass for that, but you know, it's still you know, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not like people who like like they they live in Texas and they should be like Texans fans, but they just pick you know the Patriots. Right. Yeah. You can't. You can't do that. I just. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's not. Yeah. That's kind of like not allowed, right? You don't get to just kind of pick what the best team is and decide that's your favorite team. Yeah. No. I remember kind of being younger and and meeting kids who were like, "Oh, my favorite baseball team is the Yankees, and my favorite football team is the Cowboys or the Packers, depending on the era." And it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I bet they are. Like, did you just Google who won the championship most recently? I think the I, th- uh, I think the the Cowboys had uh, a bit of a dynasty in the '90s, didn't they? They did. Or am I, or am I off base? No, I believe they did. Late '80s, early '90s, I think. Yeah. 
we're not we're not sports historians here, so no, we're going to get vague estimates at best on this show. Yeah. And, and football is like my like my number four sport by a wide margin. So it's there's, num- there's very little I know. It's number three for me, uh, but that's not very far removed from four, honestly. Really? Okay, so I know baseball is number one for you. Is number yes. two hockey? Yes. Oh, I I feel like uh, I feel like at one point football was bigger to you than hockey was. It it definitely was. Football was bigger to me than baseball was for a while too. Is it the is it the jaded Bears fan in you that that drives you away from football? I definitely think that's part of it, and I I think some of it is that it's just. I get more out of watching hockey than I do watching football. <laughs> um, and basketball, I, I just don't really care about. Basketball is like soccer to me. Like, I get that it's a really great sport, but it is so boring to watch. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. Um, uh, I, I, I might have told... Actually, I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast before, so I'll make it short. But I, uh, before I was like really into sports at all, I had a friend come over to my house and i was just like here we're gonna sit down we're gonna watch a bulls game you're gonna tell me all about the bulls you're gonna tell me what the star player is what his stats are you can tell me why i should give a shit about this game we're watching and uh he came over and he did he did exactly that he did a great job and i just did not care and he's like you know what you should do you should watch the blackhawks and i was like ah fooey i'll never be a hockey fan (laughs) we are and here we are and now it's here we are you know like three quarters of these episodes at least touch on hockey now yeah yeah i I think we talk about baseball just a little bit more but uh well yeah i suppose we do but you know but um but yeah now i've got um uh i i just bought my my single family home and we've got a flagpole out front which is awesome because i've had this like fairly sizable collection of flags for a while i've got a chicago flag an american flag i've got uh, flags for various sports teams. I've got like a uh, big Cubs W flag. I've got a W flag with like the Blackhawks feathers on it. I've seen that so, one. Yeah, I, I've been posting pictures on social media lately, so I know you're familiar with it. But uh, I've I've got a Blackhawks flag with just the logo on it, and then I've also got the W Blackhawks flag. And when the Blackhawks have uh, when they've won games the past couple of days, I've been putting it up, and then when they lost. I put the regular logo flag back up. So I'm like committed to like every other day changing this flag based oh, on geez. the circumstances. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how long you're willing to keep that up. With, with hockey, I think I'm fairly committed. Also, I'm, I'm not entirely, I don't think the Blackhawks are going to be in the postseason for very much longer. Ah, okay. So you don't think you have that much longer to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fair. You, you know, if this was like 2015 and it's just two months of me changing the flag every two to three days, then <laughs> maybe I'd fall off at some point. Yeah. Uh, or actually, more likely, I would like just not care. for Like, I, I'd care the first two weeks and then I'd stop caring for like rounds two and three. And then if we got to the Stanley Cup final, I'd care again. Yeah, but, yeah. That sounds about um, right. I mean, you know, that's that's an honorable trajectory to take on that. <laughs> but, uh I suppose I prefer to be a man of commitment, but uh, well, but but here we are. You know, um, co- commitment to doing a menial task every day is is uh, is a little bit different than you know committing to like, you know, your wife or your job or you know, something true. important. True. I and those remedial tasks. I I actually um I think it's the 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 software developer and me, but I like to automate a lot of those things, which is why I have an automatic cat feeder and an automatic litter box. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I mean you're yeah yeah no that is the software designer in you that is very much the kind of like the 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 guy with solutions in search of problems. And uh, if I'm being honest, I, that's one of the things I appreciate about you. So, you know. I appreciate your appreciation. Well, anytime. I'm a good appreciator. <laughs> yeah, you said something a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you said something, um, uh, the best programmer isn't like the smart guy, it's the lazy guy or something like that? It's the uh, the mother of all invention is, is laziness, not necessity. That's the one. Yep. So in a sense, yeah, the the best programmer is the laziest programmer because he's the one who's going to figure out how to do everything automated way. I I definitely relate to that. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've talked... Uh, I've talked a little bit in the past couple of weeks about how I bought like an Arduino kit and I'm trying to teach myself how like basic electrical engineering. Yeah. And the reason I did that is like, it's like 20% me aspiring to be Tony Stark. Right. And 80% me aspiring to never have to like to just build a robot to do anything I ever want to do. Yeah. 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 So you're kind of like, are you... Oh, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say you're trying to be Elon Musk because that guy's really not cool. Like he's he's kind of shitty. Yeah, um, especially lately, he's been yeah stirring yeah. up some controversy. But we don't yeah. have to touch on that. No, we're not going to go there. Um, but yeah, you really are. You really are trying to be like a you're trying to be a, a superhero or a supervillain, a comic book supervillain that doesn't actually do anything bad. You just want to be able to sit around and watch Game of Thrones all day. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think. I think Tony Stark is more apt than supervillain. Not that you know. Yeah, you uh, know. I suppose not you're that right. He's the best role model. Exactly. Well, yeah, I suppose. But I mean, if there was any of the Avengers that would have that would just use all of his like technical, you know, knowledge to just feed his pets and sit around the house and, and build a robot to make him drinks, it would be Tony Stark. You're right. Oh, a hundred percent. He's got that like. Uh, and for the record, I'm. I've not really read many of the comics. I've read. I read the Civil War comics. Yeah, I see. Uh, that's about the only one of the, like, and really, I haven't read much Marvel comics at all. So that's about one of the only Marvels I've read either. Yeah, you're you're more of a Batman guy, right? Oh yeah, definitely a Batman guy. And, and to be fair, I think Batman is maybe the best superhero. You say the best like, superhero or the best DC superhero? I think I'm. I think I'm going to stick with best superhero. I think just okay. in terms of wow. like, uh, not like the most powerful superhero. I don't. Oh think no, that, you know, he's like definitely Batman, not that. Batman can't beat you know like Superman like like barefisted you know. But, no, uh, not without being uh, clever. No, no, but you know, being clever is what makes him such an interesting character. I'll say about Batman, um, I'm not, okay, I'll be honest, I, I was not crazy about the last handful of movie, or film versions of Batman. That's not a controversial statement at all. No. People weren't happy about that. No, but, like the um, DC Cinematic Universe stuff? Yeah, not crazy about that. Um, Dude, what is with those movies? They're, like, so hit or miss. I can't, I don't understand. I don't, because, like... As a guy who's read DC Comics, there's so much good stuff to pull from in those comics. Uh, especially for, like, Batman. And, like, mm-hmm. like okay, and, and even the, for a long time, uh, DC was making animated movies based on uh, certain graphic novels. And uh, they had done a bunch of really big Batman ones. And finally they were going to do The Killing Joke, which is, like, a really big deal um, in terms of Batman stuff. And they couldn't even get one of the best Batman stories right in a cartoon. Like, they really kind of botched The Killing Joke, which really was a bummer for me. Um, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And that was the cartoons, and normally the cartoon movies are actually, (laughs) oh, what in the hell was that? I sneezed, I'm sorry. Oh, well, bless you. Uh, Thank you. I guess, I don't know if I'm leaving that in or not. But like nor- <laughs> normally the cartoon movies are actually really good. Like they, it wasn't a Batman one, but uh, if you ever get a chance, you should watch the Flashpoint Paradox. Um, what is that? It's uh, it's a Flash story where oh, okay. it's a it's based on the 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 graphic novel comic series. Um, but they you know it's an animated movie and it's a Flash story where he goes back in time to save his mom. Yada yada. You know we all heard that story. And somehow yeah. he messes something up. I don't remember the exact details. It's been a while. But when he gets back to his own time, everything is wrong. Um, so it turns out that um, instead of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed in Crime Alley, uh, Bruce gets killed in Crime Alley. Is that and, what it's called? Crime Alley? Yeah. Um, That's a little on the nose. Oh, think? just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> But anyway, so after Bruce is killed as a kid, um, his dad becomes Batman and he's a complete nutter psychopath, murdering murderer, and his mom becomes the Joker. 
What? Yup. Okay. Yeah, and there's just all kinds of like uh, uh, they hit on a lot of the big tent poles in the in the DC universe, and to see how everything is different, and it's crazy. It's definitely if it's if you can't get your hands or get your hands on or have time to read the graphic novel, I definitely recommend watching that movie because it's very good. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, Were you a big fan of the Batman animated series from like the nineties? I absolutely was. There is a picture of me on my Facebook page at Comic-Con meeting Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yes. So, yes. The answer to that question is yes. That was my first Batman. Mm, It was either that or, like, the Tim Burton Batman films. But uh, either way, to me, that's, like, the definitive Batman. I think Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman actor. Period. I I agree completely. I really appreciate that uh, for the Arkham video games, they yes. brought in Kevin Conroy and they Mark did. Hamill to do yep. the voices. That was one of the big things that should have been, like, uh, one of the reasons the Killing Joke uh, movie should have been better than it was is because Kevin Conroy came to do Batman and Mark Hamill came out of retirement to do the Joker. Okay. And this was, like, a handful of years ago. And, like, that alone should have made this thing, uh, made that movie awesome. But, yeah, actually, Mark Hamill did the Joker in the Arkham games for a while, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yes. So, there any... Was, there was one game where he didn't. Uh, the the guy who did it, uh, Troy Baker, he's in, like, every video game ever. Yes. He actually did a phenomenal job. I know who Troy uh, Baker is. Oh, oh, good. All right. Yeah, I'll yeah. explain it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have a weird obsession with voice actors. I have ever since I was a kid. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. Well, it's because I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid. Um, hmm. but you know, while you're talking about Kevin Conroy being the the definitive Batman, I think it goes without saying that Mark Hamill is 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 in st- is the best Joker. Hundred percent. Period. Hands down. Uh. All right. So I, here's a question for you. Who's oh. the second best Joker? Probably, oh shit. Probably, oh god damn it. <laughs> Is it oh shit or god damn it? I mean, I, I kind of want it to be both. <laughs> because they're both really good for different reasons. But I mean, obviously I'm trying to decide between Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson. That's that's kind of where I'm at too. It's really um, hard to say. They're both great for different reasons. I want to say Heath Ledger just because it scared the daylights out of me he was the most terrifying joker of all of them i i think uh i think nicholson's joker is uh it it, i don't think it ages super well uh so it's very much dependent on the era right uh, like that was um you know since like since like the adam west batman that was like the like the big contemporary like let's bring batman into the modern era sort of thing right let's make him like dark and not wearing like a blue costume with little little holes poked in the mask and robin's got little underpants and right you know i think i i'm i'm inclined to say heath ledger yeah but i i also say that with the caveat of uh heath ledger was probably the first joker that uh besides mark hamill that i was old enough to really appreciate the performance of you know i i kind of i kind of agree actually because like you know i don't know about you but like i watched the tim burton the first tim burton batman when i was a kid when i was pretty young Mm -hmm. and i knew enough to be like oh that's the joker cool okay yeah he's a little different than he is in the cartoon okay whatever but yeah, no, the Heath Ledger was the first one, I think, where I was at an age where I could be like, whoa, this is... Well, and also, I think it just genuinely was something entirely new. I think he brought something new to the character. Yeah. Um, and I think he dug out some parts of the character that were in there in the comics, but nobody had really ever tapped into in the movies before. Um, and what yeah. I mean by that is the the craziness of him, the... the the terror that and and Mark Hamill did a great job with that, but like in the movies, I think Heath Ledger was one of the first, if not the first, to kind of really make the Joker that actual sort of force of chaos that he is. Yeah, yeah. As as iconic as like the 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 Nicholson or the 
the the Hamill Jokers were. It was very much like, like I'm gonna rob a bank, but also I'm gonna wear a purple suit, and here's a Jack in the Box, and right. here's like a pistol, except it doesn't shoot bullets. It shoots a little sign that says "bang." Yep. You know, uh, whereas um, Ledger's Joker, it 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 felt more grounded. It was. Uh, like just, I, I remember sitting in the theater for the first time, and he he tells the story. You like, you, you want to know how I got these scars? And then he tells yeah. the story, and I'm like, oh wow, that's like that's a really like crazy backstory about how like his like his dad caught him or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, and then he does the same thing later. He's like, want to know how I got these scars? And it's a different story. And I'm like, oh shit, he was lying the first time, and he's yep. lying this time yep. too. <laughs> and it was just ah, so good. Oh my like, god, no, you, that, you that's... feel like he's actually insane. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's kind of the thing about the Joker, and that 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 blatant nihilism uh, that that is there in the comics. Um, yeah, I I think it was really cool to see that um, in the movie. I think he did a really good job. I think he's my second best, my second favorite um, as well. Um, now, if I were to pick a second favorite Batman, now we're kind of getting into some rough territory because I don't really know if i have one that's yeah that's a good question um i feel like outside of kevin conroy there's not a lot of great competition not i mean i will say adam west um just because i i have learned now to appreciate that show for what it is i hated it when i was younger <laughs> i thought it was made a mockery of batman but you know that show serves its purpose and it purpose and it's a good show and and I will say Adam West was really good in it. Um, I don't think he that makes it. I don't think he was good enough to be called my favorite. Okay. Um, Christian to, Bale to me, was okay. To, to me, the uh, the Adam West Batman is like it's sort of a diamond in the rough. It's yeah. like. Like, you know, before they decided to make this character super dark, and it's, uh, I, I don't know, it just, it doesn't age well at all. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, the sh it, it was pretty, it was pretty campy and, and dated at the time, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of part of the, uh, part of the humor of it is camp, right? Um, yeah. But I can definitely understand why a, a lot of people aren't, um aren't as into camp but I, I i'm personally a big fan of campy humor so <laughs> i am but not not in batman movies <laughs> uh, probably just because uh because i you know i did grow up with more serious iterations of batman well, that's the animated true. series and the uh the tim burton films and the, the nolan films and oh yeah um, no it is definitely a jarring it is jarring the uh, the difference between '60s Batman and and modern Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's uh there's a scene and I don't I don't know if it's from a movie or a show but I'm pretty sure it's Adam West era Batman, and maybe you know what this is but it the first time I saw it it had me in stitches. Uh, Batman and Robin are they're in a helicopter, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Batman is like hanging from a tightrope. Uh, oh, no. he, he's hanging from like he's rappelling down from like the the bottom of the helicopter, and like he's they're over the ocean and like a shark bites him, and yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw your uh, I, I saw your uh, your message. I tried um, to type it so fast. I I spelled repellent. Um. But yeah, the the shark repellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, -huh. uh but just for for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh yeah, yeah uh they they're in a helicopter and Batman's rappelling down, they're like above the ocean and like a shark bites him and uh and Robin uh he he goes and there's like there's like all these like sprays and stuff like that. And he <laughs> grabs like the shark repellent and he he slides down the rope and he sprays the he hands the thing to Batman and Batman sprays the shark and the shark just explodes. It's hilarious. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um that and uh the uh 
that that scene in the line some days you just can't get rid of a bomb i i've always always kind of <laughs> stick with me i know that that's a relatively famous phrase from that show but it's i still think it's really funny and just the the when you go into the bat cave and everything is labeled and just like so it's the there's the phone is sitting there but there's a label that says bat phone you know <laughs> and it's uh, totally unnecessary but it's just i mean it's just so funny it, it's a funny show and like do you remember when um me and our friend Chris um did a little Batman uh video? That sounds familiar. Uh Chris played I, I Batman. I remember Chris I remember where Chris wearing a Batman outfit. He did that a lot anyway. Um Yeah. But uh he um yeah, we did a video where he was Batman and Batman was an idiot. And, uh, it was, I mean, it was a really funny video. I don't know whatever happened to it, but that was very much influenced by, uh, Adam West Batman of just like, you know, have the, having the utmost respect for the character, but still just making an idiot out of him because it's funny. I love it. Did you, did you see the, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? I did. Yeah. I really liked it. Oh God. I... I thought the movie was great, and I thought Joaquin Phoenix's performance was just incredible. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah. He I mean, was I so good. I had no idea what I was walking into um, when I saw when when that was coming out. I saw in some of the previews that there was a little bit of um, stuff from the Killing Joke that they had taken. The fact that he's a comedian, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, which I found to be extremely appealing. I'm like, oh, okay, are we... I don't know. I didn't think they were going to do a Killing Joke movie, right? That would have been too easy. And at this point, kind of tropey. Yeah. But I really liked that they started kind of pulling things from that. And, like, I like that it's disconnected from any other continuity. Because that's really the only way you can do a Joker backstory. Um, yeah. And I mean, it was just such a good movie. It was so, so good. I was I walked out of there so happy that I finally got to see a good Batman-related movie and a really good Joker. And yeah, you know, it was definitely not a comic book movie. No, but no, it wasn't. The, in the way that it was sort of... I don't want to say that it had a noir feel, because it didn't really, but it kind of had a dark and dreary feel. Which to me did kind of like harken back to the the noir sort of sense that the old like original Batman stories had, you know, very pulpy. Pulpy maybe was a better word to describe Joker yeah. the movie. It was very pulpy, and uh, that reminded me of like the kind of the Batman pulp stuff, you know, when it was still really ripping off the shadow. And uh, <laughs> I just I found the whole thing to be excellent. I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but I really really want to. Yeah, I I think I probably uh, should give that one another watch too. I I I remember hearing about it for the first time, and they're like, "Hey, we're we're giving the Joker a backstory, and Batman's not in it, and yeah, and he's a comedian." And I'm just like, "Oh, this sounds awful. Why would you do this?" Right. And then it came out, and it got great reviews, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and Joaquin Phoenix just absolutely nailed it like i mean perfect uh, and, and this is just a like just a small thing about it but he uh there's there are several scenes throughout that movie where he yeah uh, like you know his character has like bouts of uncontrollable laughter and there are several scenes where he engages in that and fake laughter uh i've heard i'm not an actor i have no acting experience but fake fake laughing is one of the hardest things to do as an actor i've heard i have i have to imagine so yeah because you can tell when someone's pretending to laugh yeah and he really sold it oh yeah oh god yeah like it he made it look like he it was real laughter and he didn't want to do it which i imagine has to be a pretty hard thing for an actor to do but he i mean it was amazing it was chilling yeah it was so good oh yeah yeah and and I think kind of going into it with the idea of a one-shot kind of thing in mind, I think, was the best way to approach a movie like that. Um, yeah. Because that's the thing, is the Joker is disconnected from every portion of reality anyway, so why shouldn't his backstory um, also be utterly disconnected from 
the rest of continuity. Uh, did you see the Margot Robbie uh, movies where she's Harley Quinn? No, I actually didn't uh, see any of those. Oh, really? Uh, no. Suicide Squad and Birds no. of Prey? Uh, I, I kind of uh, thought I wanted to, but then I just never got around to it. I, I thought those two movies... Um, Personally, I think that those two movies are a good microcosm of the the DC Cinematic Universe overall in that uh, Suicide Squad, by and large, was not a very good movie. Especially, right. I, I, and I, I think a lot of people share this opinion, I hated Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see the movie and I hate it. Uh, but in... Um, in Birds of Prey, I I actually quite liked it. Um, I don't I don't think that it was like like masterful storytelling or anything like that, but stylistically, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I actually didn't even know that they made a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, um, I, I recommend that one. Um, maybe I should you watch don't, that. You don't really need to see Suicide Squad to. Okay. Uh, well, appreciate this one. I'm not. I don't know even how much deviation happened between the movie and the comics, but I am aware of the Suicide Squad, and I know what it is and who's supposed to yeah. be there. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I. I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm sure you get the gist from just watching one of the movies. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, the the the. This uh, Suicide Squad, it's I don't know. Maybe watch it out of like morbid curiosity. It's it's not the worst one. It's probably like it's probably like the one middle of the road film I think. Okay. Whereas yeah. like, you know, like well I don't know. Maybe Man of Steel was kind of middle of the road too. Like Man of Steel was middle of the road, and then Batman yeah. versus Superman was terrible. And then, yeah, that was bad. Uh, uh, I heard. I think I heard that like. I think I heard Aquaman was pretty good. Yeah, Aquaman was supposed to be pretty good. I, I heard didn't see that Justice one League was terrible. Yeah, that one was crap. <laughs> uh, I heard that Shazam was really good. Oh, I forgot about Shazam. Uh, I'd actually like to see that. I, I heard good things. I never saw it, though. Uh, I huh. missed out on most of the DC Universe movies. The only ones I saw were Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. Went by myself to see that one. I oh, had a God. free movie pass. I went by myself, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't drag anyone with me because it was yeah, such no a bad kidding. movie. Yeah, I know. You might have lost a friend in that deal. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've missed most of the DC. I've missed most movies, period. But uh, I actually, I'm not a big movie watcher in general. Right. Uh, uh, most of the movies that I see in theaters are Marvel movies. Sure, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, I can't blame you there. As much as a as much of a DC fan as I am, even I have to say that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe is everything the DC Universe should be. Uh, yeah, and it's and I, and I I thought for a little while that like we might have been starting to get a bit of a good DC Universe on the CW CW of all places, um, with Arrow and Flash. Uh, yeah. They start kind of started to build out a pretty cool little universe and started touching on all these sort of kind of like not super mainstream DC characters on the on those two shows and I was getting really excited but then I kind of lost interest and I'm sure I don't even know if those shows are even still going I doubt it. Um, I like Supergirl and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know anymore. But the Marvel I, movies are still great. I, I uh, I've seen most of them. I saw, I think, a handful of episodes of Green Arrow, which I think is the Arrowverse, right? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The Flash Arrowverse, Supergirlverse, Supergirl, but yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a handful of episodes of like Green Arrow like a long time ago. I don't remember anything about it. Never watched an episode of Flash. Never watched an episode of Supergirl. I did see, however, a couple of behind the scenes uh, videos that featured no special effects at all, where oh, yeah. it's just. It's just like yeah. uh, they're just like like we got to get out of here, and then like they like what would happen is they like like Supergirl like takes off and she like flies through the roof, but right. really she just kind of jumps like a foot in the air, and then like they haven't CG she CGI'd yep. it in yet. It's like oh, it's yeah. just super super. Fun. Oh 
It's super funny, kind of cringy. Yeah, no, I, I mm -hmm. like those too. I've seen those too. Uh, the Flash ones are really great too because like you'll see him just sort of standing off to the corner and then he'll do a little jump, do a little like he'll run like two feet and stop like he's all exhausted and then you know, oh god, it's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, those are those are good. <laughs> That's great. Um, I I haven't watched any of those shows in in probably three years either, so I don't know what's going on there either. Um, but yeah, I have. I'm trying to think of. If, I haven't seen all the Marvel movies, but I've seen most of them, and I like them. Yeah, um, I think the DC Universe movies really made me appreciate how challenging it was for Marvel to do what they did in terms of like establishing this really strong continuity between films yeah and this consistent quality the consistent quality is the really shocking part yeah because i imagine that's hard man yeah and, and they got different directors and stuff too oh yeah yeah and they have to coordinate all of these different things and they usually have probably five or six movies going at once and they got to coordinate all of these different directors and, and writers and everything that's got to be rough yeah you're you're a star wars fan are you not i am i'm not super i'm not up to date i haven't seen the last two. Oh, really oh no. i was i was just i kind of wanted to spend the next couple minutes just dunking on the last two so oh shit okay well maybe but, i'll watch the next two the last two and then we can dunk on them together because i've heard that they're not very yeah well received. um no no the force awakens uh, was all right though it was i mean it was okay it wasn't like amazing but it was okay the Force Awakens, I, I I enjoyed, and a lot of other people enjoyed. I think because it's basically a beat for beat remake of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, which is which is fine. You know, it's yeah. it's safe. It's, it's not exactly journey. ambitious, but it's it's it was fine. I you know yeah. I walked away enjoying it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then the the movie after that, the the Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. The Last yeah. Jedi. Um, that one, uh, I think, I think critically did okay, but audiences hated it. Like if you right. look at like the Rotten Tomato scores, uh, yeah. there were some things I liked about it. There were like some minor, like subversions of expectation sort of things that I dug about it, but overall sure. it was not a very good movie. Yeah. Um, and it didn't exactly set up for like an interesting third movie. Like basically they... This is uh, this is kind of a spoiler, but it's it's sure, not that's a great movie anyway. Uh, I'm not they, worried about spoilers. The uh, one of the like one of the big baddies, like the big villain, they just they just straight up killed him off, and they didn't replace him with anyone, or they didn't like okay. like end it like hey like here's the the bad guy and the next one well we gotta we gotta stop him he's got it's you know it's not like at the end of uh, Empire where they're like oh we gotta we gotta. Uh, we got to stop the emperor and we got to turn Darth Vader good again. And we have to get uh, Han Solo back. You know, it's, it's not like that. Right. It's, no, it's, it's like, Oh, well we did most of the things. There's just like the one, like really emo, uh, the one really emo guy that we got to like, <laughs> Ray Skywalker wants to bang. Not uh, Ray. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, you're right. Yeah, and then the uh, and then the not the third one, the ninth one. Um, yeah, uh, the rise of Skywalker. That was a just like I would rather watch. I I would rather watch a filmed abortion than that movie. Oh wow! Uh, it Oof. it was it was it was so bad. The pacing was terrible. It was it was moving at breakneck pace, but they were also oh, like God. cramming in all this filler content. Like there were yeah. there were like there were like multiple MacGuffins and oh, there were there were characters who I think they wanted to be like iconic and memorable but they were on screen for like two minutes and yep uh there's like uh, I I I really I really just want you and then I really want you to just watch these movies okay so that, so that you can fully appreciate how bad they are but the uh the very last scene of the rise of skywalker i knew exactly what was going to happen and i'm sitting oh. in the movie theater like don't do it don't do it and then they did it and i wanted oh. to just like 
I wanted to just like, I don't know, just, just rip my, my theater seat out of its, out of its spot and just yeet it into the screen. It's, it was so yeah, bad. That's, uh, all right. I gotta, I think I, yeah. It, if this movie made you that angry, I have to at least watch it now. Yeah. Just, yeah. just out of morbid curiosity. I, I and, think, I think I might just have to. And, um, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable saying that Disney ruined Star Wars. I think George Lucas ruined Star Wars before Disney got their hands on it. I think Disney made it worse. I, I'm i going to disagree with you. Uh, I think George Lucas damaged Star Wars. I don't think he ruined it. Um, well, alright. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I was probably being a little too harsh <laughs> on the on the prequels. Uh, the prequels are not good. They are not. No, they're good they're bad. They're bad. But the the series could have the franchise could have recovered. I, I will say a couple of things in defense of the prequels. Uh, one, uh, if you ignore like uh, the the prequels, the execution was not good. Like you know, there are all these no. cringy lines like, "Oh, I hate sand. It's rough. It's coarse. It gets everywhere." Like, it's, right. Like, it's it's so bad. Like and then like. I like, I, I want to say though before you go any further, that's not okay. much worse of a line than. But mom, I was gonna no. Oh, but I was gonna go to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. Like that's an equally that's, whiny line. Better right, that's, delivered. That's fair. Deli- it's delivered in a much better way. That's fair. I think there's an argument to be made that Star Wars was never high art, and no. we just enshrine it in our memories. Right. And well, what I'm saying is that there there is a possibility to get past bad writing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Okay, so I think it's common right, knowledge so- that the prequels have their problems. But I'm going to say uh, that the prequels, they at least had some... They, they had heart. And... They had uh, probably my favorite thing about them is that they were so memeable. Uh, yeah, they were just like you can watch these movies and you can you can just laugh at them. Like they're yep. like they're like B movies. They they have rewatch value if you know you're just even if you're just watching them to like cringe at Jar Jar Binks and it's true. Uh, like uh, baby Anakin's like just horrendous attempts at flirting with Padme oh, and things God. like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, are you an angel oh my god oh Um, god no i do i do watch that movie um in a in a very um kind of mystery science theater kind of way um yeah nowadays so it does have its place in that yeah but i feel like you was there something else you were some other things you wanted to defend about the prequels um I, i think i made my point about the prequels but yeah. the other thing is that when Disney acquired the rights to Star Wars, they uh, they basically said that everything in the expanded universe, which featured some of the best stories in Star Wars, right. yep. they basically said that all that stuff is not canon. It's done. Yep. It's like it's it's now Star Wars Legends. It's like like just shit that was made up. It's it's yep. not real. And then. You know, they, they made some of these, like, spin-off movies that were, like, loosely based on some of that Star Wars Legends stuff that right. wasn't done as well. No, and, no, they weren't. Uh, but, yeah, I just... I, I think that's, I, that's why I think Disney ruined Star Wars. I can see your point there. I can see your point there. Um, I did see Rogue One, and it was okay. It was unnecessary, but okay. I I dug Rogue One for the most part. Uh, I I kind of thought that Rogue One and Solo both did something that I felt didn't need to be done, and yeah, which was that they they tried to like show you backstory that was hinted at during the core trilogy, right? Which you don't you don't need to do that. You don't need to tell me about how they got the Death Star plans. Like, right? I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of a cool story, but like, it was a cool story. But that. we went and, thirty some odd years without knowing exactly how they got them. Yeah, uh, outside and, or, of reading novels. So I mean, we were fine. Yeah, and you don't have to show me how uh, Han Solo did the Kessel Run in ten parsecs or whatever. Like, 
Right. Just, yeah, no. Let that no, just be a part of the lore that just right. kind of happens off screen and just like it, it, you take some of that 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 uh, that mystique away from it when you when you show it to me. Oh yeah, no, it's it's true. Um I think that like one of the most powerful tools that you can have in like terms of telling fiction is somebody's imagination. And mm-hmm. sometimes when it comes to stuff like that and those cool little bits of backstory, um, it's a lot more entertaining, I think, for somebody to imagine what that was like and imagine what how how did they get those plans for the Death Star. I'm sure everybody had a scripted out version of how that, that happened in their head. Um, yeah. That was probably way more interesting than Rogue One. Yeah. And uh, again, I generally liked Rogue One. I, I thought did too. I had... Uh... Uh, I, I like that that sassy robot guy and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, it's you know I I thought it was a I thought it was a fine movie. Um, Solo I thought was kind of I thought Solo was kind of boring actually. I like, never saw just, Solo. Yeah I I don't know I, I think a lot of people like Solo. Um, I I sort of liked it like I don't know it I don't think it was a bad movie. There was yeah. there was a lot of action but I didn't really care about anything that was going on. It it felt like it it had no heart right yeah. and uh like they did they did show you like the like han solo doing the kessel run in 10 parsecs or whatever whatever it was yeah um which I, I, again i it, i thought i felt was unnecessary it's right cool but unnecessary unneeded yeah 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 i agree i definitely agree um so I... with or go ahead did you have something else you want to add uh no actually uh i have the opposite i was about to say i think we have ourselves a podcast i was about to say the same thing i think we went ahead and made ourselves a podcast all right well i'm gonna do the outro then you go ahead and do the outro all right thank you everybody for listening to thing of the week our weekly podcast by luke and nick which come out every week forever probably until we don't feel like it anymore well you can find us on apple podcast breaker google podcast overcast Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Copy RSS. If anyone doesn't get that joke, it's that I'm looking at the anchor page <laughs> and there's a Copy RSS link button. Um, I hope you figure that out by now. I get it, so, you know. Good. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that you get it. Oh, no, definitely. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>